Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 208. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. So, Trick, you make it up the staircase. Oh, good. There's a door there, and you just bust in, or you... Run. I mean, it's, it's knocking. Knocking open? I guess who's here? And, uh, Thrandalil and Hepa are, like, in a pile, like, there's parchments all over the place, and Hepa's got, like, the classic Shakespearean pose of, like, a skull in her hand. Oh, thank goodness it wasn't fire. Yeah. Goodbye, library. <laughs> so once again, like, there's a disembodied skull disconnected from the, the staff that it arrived in. That you open the door, and that's what you see. This is what happens when you leave them alone with these things. Yeah. And depending on when you come in, I think at this point, Hepa's very excited because she figured out it didn't work this room, but she realized it might do something. Like, does Hepa just turn and be like, it's not a room? Yeah. Doesn't work with room magic. But it does something else. I got someone with me, but they're not an elf. <laughs> Trick comes in and enters Catchin with the staff, and Thrandalil is like, oh, is that the other staff? Excellent! And Catchin, the, <laughs> the current owner of uh, said staff. So Thrandalil, like, comes around around the desk and kind of, like, has his hands uh, out. So Catchin, like, puts the staff forward. And the kind of, like, worry, sort of, like, he doesn't know Thrandalil. Like, it's clear this guy's excited. Catchin does not perceive himself to be in danger at this point, but he also is not really sure how he's supposed to behave. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Trick whistles for mate to make the delivery. <laughs> Some food to really diffuse this situation. And a magpie swoops in, and in his beak is not, like, a piece of pemmican. His little talons have, like, clutched a, a little sack. It's actually, you realize, like, he flies in and he, like, drops it. And it's a, a cloth napkin. He, oh, he tied it up. He, like, put them in the cloth napkin, and he, like, tied it so that he would have something to grab. He was just going to grab them, but Camilla yelled at him, like, well, you've got to make it a nice package. <laughs> <laughs> like a stork arriving. Yeah. <laughs> Only instead of a baby, it's a pile of snacks. Yay. Uh, so Mate flies in, and Catchin, like, nods to Hepalonia. Daddy, this is Catchin. Catchin, this is my father, um, Thrandalil. Um, whatever. Of House Thrandalil. Yeah, of House whatever, whatever the polite, proper thing to do. That's <laughs> what she's going to do. She can cover up her ignorance with politeness. So if you're if you're doing like the full-on politeness thing, then you are introducing him as Lord Thrandalil, as he is an Elvish Lord. Yeah. And then I guess Catchin is, I don't know what I think he is, mage? <laughs> Catchin the hermit? Catchin the scholar? Whatever epithet you want it, like, all Katja never told you was his name was Katja. She saw him do a fireball. She'll say mage. That yeah. seems like that'll, that will smooth things over a little bit more with her father, even though he's not, like, proprietary. Like, mother's the one that does all that stuff. But, right. yeah, so she's 
going to do the proper introdu introductions. I don't know if there's any. Do you do all these introductions, like, still gleefully holding this skull? Probably. She forgot she's got it. What did you find out? Did you do any experiments with the staff? Like, we're down to business now. Trick, how are you going to handle all this magic talk? Uh, we should all be eating while we're doing this. I think Trick will, like, he'll stay in the room. He wants to keep an eye on this situation. Keep an eye on these, these staffs. There's two of them. Two in one place. Is that worse? Okay. Uh, so Trick is wary. That does not to halt anything. Maybe what Hepa will do is catch catching up with where they are a little bit, just to, basically she's going to rope him into the experimentation, unless Thrandalil says anything. Okay, so Hepa spews a bunch of questions, but she doesn't stop to get any answers. She, like, instead zigs over to, this is what we've, like, found so far. Meanwhile, Trick is hitting out snacks and encouraging people to eat, because Trick and Cashin actually just came in from the say, field. You guys didn't is Cashin eating now? I did not return his sense of taste, only his sense of wonder, tragically. Are you still maintaining a sense, that spell for him? I will maintain that spell for him. I will burn whatever strain I have to do that. Take two strain, because you've certainly done a couple other things. Yep. Maintaining a spell in combat sense takes a maneuver, which you can always spend strain to do an extra maneuver. So. But you had to maintain it while you talked to Lala. <laughs> that was fine. So I am picturing it. Kachin ends up like kind of perched on a stool, and... Just like the, like with the biscuits, it's like he's idly gnawing on like whatever like meat stick you gave him. Yeah. While he's listening to like Hepa excitedly ramble on and like go from this to this to this, and at some point he will say, "Where is my ring?" Oh, where is his ring? Is it just like you were the one who has to deliver it? I was kind of just carrying it around when I was experimenting with all the crystals. So yeah, I probably actually have it on me in my little bag of stuff. Oh, yes. I give him his ring. Okay. He immediately puts it on. Interesting. Oh, yes. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so he puts it on his, his hand right away, but then he does say thank you for delivering it on Hell's behalf. Oh, of course. I mean, we made you come here to pick it up. And then he, like, prompts you with some question to get you spun up again on rambling about artifacts. I mean, what does Thrandalil say? Because he is the lord of the house. So, any like, I wouldn't... But if he's happy to let Hepa ramble on... From Thrandalil's perspective, Hepa is delivering the presentation, and he's not going to undercut her. Okay. If there's ever, like, a point where you look to him to add something in, he will, or to, like hand you a document or something like that, but you've done the research alongside him and there's no reason for him to take any of the attention away from you. Okay. I didn't know if he had a, a specific agenda or whatever. This is like Hatchin's just arrived, so yeah. he's not like immediately drawing up an agenda. Hepa stepped into the info dump mode and, and he's letting her run with it. Right. But then Hatchin asked for the ring specifically and put it on right away. That doesn't bother Thrandalil. If that bothers Hepa, Hepa can say something. Yeah, that w it was kind of a non as a second thing. Like if Thrandalil doesn't isn't pushing towards anything, then maybe Hepa will stop a second because she medicine check. Ah, you wish to make an observed medicine check. Yeah, just to see if he just put it on because he was excited to have it, or if he's actually she knows what it does. She knows about his health. Maybe he needs a break. As excited as she is, she doesn't want to kill the fragile human. So, <laughs> they don't live that long. <laughs> he might be dying right now. <laughs> you can make a medicine check. 
into your neck for it will get rid of the black dice from doing it without actually examining the victim. Patient? <laughs> this is a diagnostic-y type thing. I'm just going to set it at one purple. Okay. Because this is just sort of a status check. Four advantages. I don't succeed. Okay. Maybe I can tell if he's fired? <laughs> Even without a meta- body language or... You don't know what his current health state is. Okay. You, know, you don't know if he's better off than he was when you saw him last time. Maybe I can just read his energy to see if he seems like he's... He doesn't seem, like, excited to have the ring back. Right. But he seems more attentive to what you're saying after he puts it on. Okay, so he doesn't seem like he's really struggling to stay awake or whatever. No. Like, you know, kind of you can tell when somebody's just tired or dragging. Yes, he he's not look like he's fading. And he's he seems more attentive after he puts the ring on, but it's also not like, woohoo, you got my ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many things Hepa knows about him, like the dapper ink cap. He didn't he wasn't ever a very excitable person for all she knows, so I think I'm just at this point looking to see if he actually needs a rest or a break. But if he doesn't, she's excited and we'll continue talking. <laughs> and he is eating. Trick, you have succeeded at that. Trick does take note of that, but Trick only has so much patience for... Does Trick have anything to contribute on the discussion of like what the stuff does? Trick can relay exactly what it felt like when the staff... As was... if some sort of chill wave went through you? Yes, perhaps that. But, like, really chill. Uh, so, yeah, so Trick can give his recounting of that, exactly. How a human there became, like, extremely abhorrent of the staff. Which at first I was surprised by, but later I came to understand better. Okay, at this point, Kachim will ask, may I see it? This new staff. May I guess I'm going to look at Thrend a little. If he doesn't stop, then yeah. Yeah, Hepa pulls it out and she explains that it was with this purple rune. She explains what... She's found so far, and the head, which she tried rune magic on just now, and that's what she now she reports out on that. This is purple crystal in one hand, the skull in the other. Like Katyn is holding this rod and looking at to see like where did these things all get fixed together. And there's resonance. I wonder if the head just magnifies it. Well, we could reassemble the whole item. Yeah, I mean, unless he knows anything about the different. I tried rune magic on it. I hadn't tried primals the way we call it. Is that... You can refer to it as primal or fey, whichever. Okay. To, to you, those two terms are synonymous. Yeah, so then I think I'll call it primal, just from the... Like, if she was talking to elves, maybe she'd say fey. But I get the sense that it, there's some magic with it. It was crafted magically. I don't know why it would be crafted magically if it wasn't for some magical purpose. So it's, as she's... She'll put it, start to put this stuff together. I wonder if we can mix and match them. What, what did you find out with your staff? tells you that it wasn't aspected the way he had initially thought it might be. And and he will say some things here that is like he's assuming you have knowledge that you don't necessarily. Mm-hmm. So he'll say, like, I mean, of course, it's got all the, the basic abilities that a staff would have, but... Such as? Walking. Yeah. <laughs> you can... Blocking. <laughs> you can boop somebody on the head. Harry. Reaching uh, things really high up. <laughs> And he says um, that it can, you can channel more energy through it than you could just through your your own hands. So it makes spells more powerful than they would be otherwise. Is this not a practice among elves? I look at, at Daddy. 
And Thrandall is like, well, of course, yes. Oh. But you didn't finish your schooling. <laughs> Thrandall doesn't say that, but that's like the truth of the matter. You here know is... what? But Hepa's not ashamed of that. She's right. like, oh, I didn't finish my schooling. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, elvish druids and, and sorceresses and things like that, they they have branch-type brambly staffs, which you are now learning that they use as focuses of more energy than they themselves could do on their own. So that gets into the different streams. So what does he mean by aspected? She'll ask him if he's... Then this will turn into a discussion. Necromancy 101. That is maybe boring for a trick. It's more like magic 101. It's not a necromantic discussion. She's asking about aspects. Yeah, I feel like trick maybe needs a discipline check or something like he wants to be cautious about this. So he he wants to stay informed about it. But it is boring. It has not yet turned into a list of items, however. Okay. Uh, so if you feel that's discipline or... It would either be discipline or resilience, but I feel like this is more your will than just like your boredom level. So I feel like yes. discipline is appropriate. Okay. Uh, how... You're the one who's saying you're getting bored here. Like if you were getting cautious, that's a different thing. I think Trick is cautious, like well, reassembling these staffs. It is a matter of caution, but there's also only so much Trick can, of this Trick can take in having essentially zero magical education. Okay. Uh, so maybe it would be good for him to have this. We'll find out. All right, Trick will fail with an advantage. He will actually suggest it is getting rather late. Do we want to be launching into this right now, or would this be better handled in the morning after we've had a chance to refresh? I mean, we didn't have dinner or anything, did we? You guys had dinner. I don't think either of you ate dinner, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) We had some pieces of jerky. So Trick will suggest that. He's also thinking, like, nighttime is probably not the best time to be playing with necromantic equipment. But you, you, if Ketchin is cursed. But you don't articulate those things. He doesn't articulate those last parts, but he does say. It might be good for us to do this in the morning, because it is late. Ketchin was traveling all day. Oh, well, I know we're, we're all excited to do this. Uh, it's best to have come at it fully refreshed. Oh, of course. You're right, you're right. What was I thinking? You must be tired from all your travels, as shown by how fast you put on that green ring now. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want a roll or any other? I mean, Hepa's backing you up here. So it's a matter of convincing Thrandall and Kachin. So you can get a blue die from Hepa. What is this? Is charm? Because I'm just asking everyone to. Yeah, I don't think this is leadership. I no. think charm is fine. Okay. Oh, and Thrandall might have some cool. On the other hand, his cool might have been entirely destroyed about 30 years ago. Okay, so we'll do it combined. Thrandall does have cool, but Kachin has more presence. Oh. So you're going against red, purple, purple. Okay. And um, I'm gonna spend a story point. I have not used Natural Liar yet. may need to turn it in a favor. We'll see. Oh, Uncle Thread, you owe me. <laughs> we should do this in the morning. Success with one threat, but a triumph. If you want to add to the threat counter. I am adding to the threat counter. Which has not gotten that much activity. All right, you've succeeded. Then we should all take yes. a break for the night. They agree that this is best done in the morning when everybody is well-rested and, and things like that. You have a triumph. Yes. What do you want? You have the option of of learning something from your observations or from what people have said or whatever else you want to suggest for your triumph. I think learning something more about... Ooh, do I learn something about catching or learn something about Uncle Thran? But what about Hepa? You don't want to learn anything else? <laughs> Hepa will just tell me. I don't have to wonder. <laughs> just give her a minute. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I would like to learn something about Uncle Thran. I don't actually know that much about him. And now, like, Trick knows, like, okay, don't mention Anador. So Trick is probably now, like, looking for, like, they said, they, like, 
treated his his head. That he got medical magical treatment for yes his trauma. We can assume that Hepa told you the stuff she had learned about. Well, him and like before. and Nasir mentioned. Oh, that's true. Nasir so mentioned those things too. It's not a total mystery to Trick. That's right, right, right. Yeah, it's certainly I mean, a different perspective on it, but mm-hmm. yeah. uh, she would relay about not bringing all definitely don't yeah oh, don't bring all around. Or Trick would definitely give you some gentle ribbing, like are you sure? I mean. Well, like, if he comes to visit, he can stay in our house. <laughs> or Terrain, she might. Oh, yeah. What is his true goal in this encounter? Oh. That's normally something you could spend a triumph on. Yeah. Thrandalil's goal. Okay. Hepa's the one doing the presentation. Yep. And Thrandalil is doing a lot of watching. And you observe that, like, whenever... When Hepa's, like, assembling pieces and holding them out, and, like, whenever she kind of makes a move to, like, hand things over to Kachin, but then she, like, stops because she keeps talking and things like that, Thrandalil is always just, like, huh? Based he wants on, to see a human try he it. He wants to see a human try these things. Because, like, like, he had me try it, and he's right. like, all right, that didn't work. So He's too much elf. You feel Thrandalil's goal here is essentially, like, you know those glove machines? Like, there's some chemical experiment going on or whatever, and... Oh, yeah, in the hood. Yeah, so it's kind of like, I need a human in there that I can be like, all right, take this stuff, do this thing. Like, the human has to do the stuff. Like, Thrandall needs a human. It's not like I need a human guinea pig to experiment on. Right. It's like, I need (laughs) He needs a chosen one. I need human gloves to wear while I do this. Yeah, okay. So it's it's kind of like, what will happen when this human mage does this thing? Yeah, and I'm probably, because when he said it's aspected, I probably actually stopped assembling it, because now Hepa's thinking about trying to use it with Primal to see if that's what he means. So this is probably torture. I have one more question, if if you'll allow with this this role. When Trick was carrying the staff, like, he was affected by it. Does that seem at all to have affected? Does the demeanor of, like, Hepa and Uncle Thran seem at all different? If you'd like, I can make a separate role. I don't know if we've actually even... They say you haven't actually... Put together. I would like you to make a perception roll okay. for that to reflect you watching out for that while this is all going on. This is going to be two purples. Trick is on the lookout. Success with a threat. You do not observe any reticence on their part, but also it's disassembled in here. That's true. They were just talking about putting it all back together and things like that, so you don't know if maybe like the thing as a whole is is more potent. Also, I will say, Kachin, any like hesitancy he had about handing over the staff that was in his possession was due to confusion over like, I don't know Am how I'm danger? supposed to behave here quite like, because yeah. he just arrived and suddenly Thrandall was like, oh, give it to me. So it does not seem like, and Kachin was carrying a staff that had had its skull removed and had its crystal removed. You didn't see any clinginess okay just uncertainty okay so it might it might be that it's assembled or that they're not carrying it for a week straight yeah and other things you okay. know it just sits on the rack and then they pick up to experiment so yeah, yeah. Okay. it could be the disassembly or it could be but they seem like they're fine that's that's good yeah all right you can add one threat to your bank if you have not done so already. i have done so okay it could be some deep Manu thing that we don't know about, but and this is why the Manu clan are so against magic. It's really just a mall that hates magic. Everyone <laughs> else is like, it's fine. I don't know. <laughs> no, we must not find you. It's not part of our culture. Okay. So you'll resume working on this stuff tomorrow. Thrandalil asks 
Trek to escort Kachin to the the scout quarters. Like that's the same like same place where the same place that Gomer Lamar would have stayed. Was yeah, housed. that makes sense. So there will be like a hut there for Kachin. It's the place for visitors. Yeah, not that there's so many visitors that come to town, but when people do come to town, if they are not staying with like an actual family, then they are housed there where you know scouts can kind of keep an eye out. Right. Not guard, you know, just keep an eye out. Of course not. Of course not. For your protection. Yeah. I will escort him there if Renwick is returned after I drop Ketchin off. Make sure he knows what's up. I will just check in and be like, is everything clear on the border? Okay. So you will escort Ketchin. Yeah. It is dark it's by dark this point now. in time. I'll go with you. Okay. That's fine. She won't let him get any rest, though. She'll just keep peppering him with questions. Yeah. She wants to check out his health and <laughs> ask him about the dapper ink cap. A million other questions. But I think if I, I think she's going to run and get her herb bag, too, just okay. in case he's injured or whatever, which um, she didn't ask before. Okay. We're terrible hosts. So you'll meet up with him. So you're checking in with Renwick. Yep. Renwick has come back, and, you know, the whoever's got the night patrol or whatever. Or it's probably a matter of you guys were assigned several days out. And the next set of several days out have gone. Yeah. Renwick says everything was fine as far as Good. as they were all able to tell. There was they did track back Catchin's path. Okay. Just one set of tracks. Yeah. Okay. Um. And they they followed it back a certain ways, kind of just to be like, did this guy come from where we thought he came from, and was anybody else with him, and stuff like that. And that all checked out. And the next party has has gone out to to take over the next. Let's go. All right. Let's, no, period. Maybe it was just bad rumors. About the guy. Uh, or, you know, maybe our forest is just well protected. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's good that we're on top of this. We're uh, keeping yeah. our eyes out and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, you know, it's important to stay alert, Trick Manu. You know, it is. I appreciate you. I feel a little safer having your eyes out there. We just like, do a fist bump or something. Yep. You guys are on good terms with each other. Yep. You know, formerly rivals, but once we actually get put to work, mm-hmm. we don't have time for that anymore. It yeah. kind of makes you a little bit of a bro, doesn't it? Unfortunately. You're yes. becoming a bro. It's not that he's becoming a bro. It's that he can feign broness. He fits into all these different subcultures. All right. Hepa, you're going to come and with your doctor's bag and be like, to have your checkup. Like, how are you How are you doing this? Yeah, I mean, she's got, I think she does rely on the bed, bedside manner a little bit. She's going to ask him how he's doing and if he was, how his health is, if he was injured on the way. Okay. Because we didn't check any of that stuff. She's going to apologize for that. And we just kind of launched into the experimentation. So you can make a charm check with him okay. to to try to get him to open up. It's going to be two purples in a red story point. It says so. Do I want to try to do that? I will upgrade to one threat. All right. I will say he deflects your questions. Okay. He tells you that it sounds like he's had a far less eventful few months than you and Trick have. He... Has heard that you were attacked by skeletons? Could oh, you yes. perhaps tell me something about that? Of course she can. If he's yeah. going to ask questions, she'll... He's she'll... got your number. Yeah, but she desperately does want to know about the dapper ink cap because that seems to be a very important thing, but she's easily distracted, so we'll see if I can get, get through that. So, yeah, so she explains what would she think is important. She's going to explain where the... Um, that's where we found the staff. It seemed like magic didn't go so well in this cave. He will ask you questions to ascertain where this cave was. Oh, yes. she um, Does she carry her map everywhere? Yeah, why not? But, yes, she pulls out the map and shows him. And she will say that... What are all these hearts about Ulrich? 
He she, now sees like the whole map spread out before. Him. Yeah, she doesn't. She forgets what uh, all is on there. So she, she's pointing here, and there was an archaeologist we were working with who was also looking in this spot. He ended up. She describes the wand he we found too, and there were I think there were six skeletons. I believe they were elf, elven skeletons. I don't know what. I think she's not really going to tell him so much about the battle, but what the staff did and how it happened, and um, she is and, has and how herself. you had felt magic wasn't quite being properly responsive there. Yeah, which I don't know that if that was actually true or not. But that <laughs> or, was, or just you guys failing roles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it did seem like there was something weird about casting down there. Let me think if there was anything else she would think would be of interest to him. Nope, that's pretty much it. She'll describe what the staff did. and. Okay, you may make a vigilance check versus his cool. Three purples. Two threats for you, but I succeed. Okay, so you're telling him about this stuff, and you're like, the vigilance check reflects you like kind of processing his reactions and stuff like right. that. He doesn't say very much, right? Like, he's asked you questions, and he's letting you answer but he will occasionally ask questions to direct your storytelling and it becomes apparent to you that he is familiar with the place you are describing she will say oh do you know the place it's where they found the amulet near where they found Gwadri found the amulet. amulet he will admit that he has passed through those caverns you know like from his letter when he snuck out on you guys that he had had some dealings with Undunban, and you heard from dwarves that that there was stuff. And you know he's been in South Tower. He got from South Tower to the Esmark Hills by going through those underground caverns. Right. So he definitely knows the location you're talking about. He specifically passed through those areas. Yeah. Oh, yes, because you were in Undunban. So he asks some questions pertaining to how exactly the staff was found. You don't have all the answers to that, you know, because you were moving things further away. Ulf was the one who, like, uncovered it and things like right. that. Right, yeah. So she'll explain that. I, she doesn't, in fact, there was some, like, the thing about Master, I don't think she even heard that. Didn't actually, it wasn't actually that close. I was doing stuff more from afar. So he is asking questions to kind of, like, ascertain exactly what happened there, but he is not being open about, like, why he is asking these questions. So it could just be curiosity, or it could yeah, be I mean, something deeper. Yeah, I don't know that she's really going to pay much. So um, what she found interesting was that when he, because Ulf, he did not, he wasn't trying to use the thing. He just, the staff, I think he set it off accidentally. But it did affect the skeletons, as well as the living. Which she thinks is an interesting bit of detail. Right. That does not surprise him because it sounds to him like it's not any sort of targeted attack, that it's more of a, a ripple effect. And so anything caught in its way. Huh. And he's like, oh, I will go back to my discussion earlier with your cousin. I think anything with any semblance of a soul would be affected by it. Huh. So that would not disturb the rocks in the area or any logs that might have been around. What do you mean by a soul? Whatever. <laughs> I going to ask hard yeah, questions. Whatever. <laughs> Tell me about your theology. Whatever grants you your personhood, whatever it is that animates you and makes you who you are. Do you think that's separate from the life force? That could just be a different term. 
I don't know anything about elven philosophy. And this is the the skeletons would have. That is what is animated. They were elven skeletons. Well, then I think elves have souls. Well, thank you. He makes the joke. <laughs> I think so too. It's, yes, the understated catch and jokes. <laughs> Actually, I think Hippo will laugh at that. But uh, maybe life force is the same. So elves get their life force from the Fae. Are you familiar with that? Which is also where we get our magic, I think. She's really interested in the strings of magic, so she might be yeah. like, she doesn't know if that's, or do you think soul is different from that? I don't know how it works with elves. I know humans, we have to work very hard to be able to access the streams of magic. Having a soul, while it might be a prerequisite, is not the only thing one requires. It takes many years of study. Because being undead would presumably done with magic to re-imbue the soul? Who knows how these necromancers do their works? Smells like a deception check to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's what he says. Yeah. No, do you know any necromancers? <laughs> I'm just Hepa who didn't finish my schooling, just assumes everybody knows the answers to things if they went to school long enough. Uh, do you wish to make a vigilance check or do you want him to make a deception check? I can make a vigilance check. Is two reds. I'm flipping a story point. I'm not going to flip one because... You want to believe him. Well, Peppa's not as concerned about how he... Like, even if he knew it, that doesn't mean he's a necromancer, you know. Oh, despair. Yes, he's got no idea how necromancers might do their magic. You have a despair there. And he has no theory either. Yeah. You know, he might be... uh, uh, Okay, I, I, I will say this. You... Guys have had some ideas that maybe he was a necromancer, or maybe he was... Like, you've had various theories related to, like, what is wrong with him? Is he a necromancer who's trying to... Did he join a bad necromancer club, and he's right. trying to undo something? Oh, here he is, very believably, saying, like, oh, he doesn't really know how necromancers do anything. Right. So that might make you scale back some of your suspicions of him. Okay, so he's definitely not a necromancer, so anything he would know would be just stuff he'd heard. Right. I can work with that. I mean, even if she asks questions, she just assumes that he maybe he can tie it back to whatever his formal schooling was. So, but he doesn't know anything about that. So they mustn't. It mustn't touch on that in the in Alduin. Isn't that where he went to school? You assume he went to school in Alduin. I think maybe Hepa says that. Okay. Uh, at which point he says, oh, certainly they would never cover necromancy in Alduin. It's a forbidden subject. I don't know if they cover it here either. But again. They, there may just be a class that there's magic theory. I don't know. I would be very surprised if elves openly studied necromancy, even among themselves. But da- you would have more access to that sort of information. Perhaps it is something you can inquire about. Daddy says elves can't do pra- practice necromancy. But they could still study the concepts. Oh, yes. I, I don't know who I would ask. Daddy, I guess. He would be the person that would know the most, I would think. And we shall have... Many things to discuss. Can I ask you a question? I don't know. You've got a despair there. Oh. I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty tired. and uh... I'm just really worried about the dapper and cat, but you're right. I can just ask later. Hopefully he doesn't have enough that we have a spill and we all die. So then I guess Hepa will just thank him for 
making the trip out. See if he needs anything. He's fine for tonight. He'll see you in the morning for further researches. Okay. So, Trick. Trick goes to bed. You have no, like, concerns about setting up any particular overnight stuff? No, because we had Red McWatchin. Trick's best understanding is, like, trouble follows Ketchin. Okay. He doesn't have any confirmed evidence that, you know, Ketchin raises undead. All right. Trick is, so Trick is wary, but not suspicious, I would say. And yet he goes straight to bed. All right. You don't have patrol tomorrow. Is your intent to sleep in, or are you now accustomed to, like, getting up in the early morning? No, he probably sleeps in a little bit. Okay. And he'll join with the Necromancer crew. No, you will wake up as oh. somebody is banging on this year's front door. Somebody who, unlike Trick, doesn't just open doors. Yeah. Uh, uh, Trick will try to answer that so Nasir doesn't have Nasir's already up. Okay. Probably working. <laughs> Nasir is, like, out back, like, carving or whatever. Yeah. But somebody is banging on the door, shouting, like, Trick! Yo, Trick Manu! <sighs> Redwick, what's going on? <laughs> There's trouble with your visitor. What do you mean? What's he got? What's happened? He's unconscious. Thorny thicket. <laughs> Such harsh language. Mossy borders. All right, I will run over. Have you, you haven't been to Vandala's house, have you? No, uh, you're the uh, one who brought him in. Yeah, should no, I know. Go I know. get Randall. Yeah, we should go get him. I'll run to catch in. If you can just alert Randall and Heppa, okay. they'll they'll want to know as well. As a rule. Quickly you're, leaving. You're about to separate Yeah, like, has anyone visited him? I know Hepa went to see him. Did anyone visit him overnight? Do you know? Renwick says, I have no idea what that guy did last night. They went there with Fenwin. I need an even stronger than, like, thorny thickets. <laughs> <laughs> Toppled trees. God, forest fire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hurt uh, So you get there first? Yes. Dash there. Okay. The scene you come upon, there's a variety of little scout huts, and there's like a bit of a clearing in the middle. Okay. And Bayouin is in the middle of that clearing. She's got Fenwin on one side, who she is like talking to when you arrive. And on Bayouin's other side, Captain is like sprawled on the ground. All right, I, I get but you. nobody is near him. Nobody's checking him or anything. Do you wish to hear some words about what is being exchanged, or do you just burst into the scene and start asking your own questions? I feel like the latter is definitely more trick. Okay, and we will bring Hepa in in, in a moment, but yes. we will give you a little bit of play. Yes, Trick will burst onto the scene. He sees Ketchin. He's running. He's going to run that way. But like, what happened to him? So you run to Ketchin? To Ketchin, okay. yes. You run, you start to approach Ketchin. Yes. And simultaneously... Baywin and Fenowin both tell you to stop. Um, they might need a leadership check. Okay. Perhaps Baywin probably is. Yeah, more. you're more likely to listen to Baywin. What is your... Oh, I'm sorry. This is another discipline check. See purple's there. That's not a story point, though. Baywin has one leadership level and three presence. Okay. Success with no okay. threats or advantages. This calls out halt. Is it okay? What, what's, what's happened? So trick will pause. Okay. Beowin's words to you are, we're not sure if it's safe for you to approach him. Okay. That was like the Beowin line. Yeah. Whereas the Fenwin's line is like... We're not sure if he's Fenwin, safe. Yeah, Fenwin's line is like, he's dangerous, stay away from him. And she's more of a... a Beowin, although there's like heated stuff going on, Beowin is... Caution versus alarm. And cautious, whereas Fenwin is more like... 
kind of like shaken up and it seems like Theowen is trying to suss out like this whole situation. Yeah. Trick's gonna make a cool check. Why? To like calmly ask a question and not, you know, be accusatory towards Fenway, okay. who blew pollen in his face. So you are you are making a check to try to calm yourself down. Yes, that is correct. Okay. I will allow it. That is a negative two advantages. So Trick is like exasperated and perhaps a little bit accusatory towards Fenwin. Is this going to affect what social skill you choose to use on Fenwin? I suppose it's probably not going to be charm, but like coercion is not. It's more like alarm of like, did, did you blow that pollen in his face or something? <laughs> is that what this is? You don't need a check for that. Okay. Because she will, she will answer like. It's for the safety of the forest. Yes, like. Essentially, she will say, like, it's it's one thing to, to have humans come to the edge of our forest and trade, but any human who, like, comes into the village, like, we absolutely have to make sure it's safe for them to be here. Like, and, and she, like, kind of turns back to Beowin, and she's like, you know, like, we should be deploying this fun, like, any human who, like, gets within the tree line. Like, he cannot be too safe. Like, what is the cost? There is no cost to doing the test, clearly. There's no cost. <laughs> I happen to know the value of this man's life. It's exactly one hawk of ham. <laughs> and Hepa, that is what you approach to hearing Trick explaining the cost. Okay. Trick will make a leadership check. Okay. As he will explain, like, we asked him to come here, Hepa and I, in order to assist my uncle Thrandalo with defenses against exactly these kinds of things. But if we treat our visitors this way, we're not going to be able to get that kind of help. Okay. There's only so many of us in our small forest. If we expect to be able to defend against this, we need this kind of assistance. Maybe there's a place for the pollen. This isn't it. Uh, I'll spend the points, because I don't have leadership. Uh, their discipline's probably pretty good, isn't it? Fenowin, her discipline is a red and two purples. Ooh. So she's willful, but she only has one rank of discipline. One success and one advantage. You make your point. Yes. About essentially the need for allies and hospitality and, and things like that. Hepa, Renwick has brought you here and mm-hmm. like, you know, you see catching on the ground and Babeowin's like, don't get closer. And then she turns to you, Trick, and she's like, you brought him in. Yes. Who did he spend any length of time with already? Only... Myself, Hepa, and Lord Thrandall. Okay. Hepalonia, how do you feel this morning? Uh, how do I feel? You feel totally normal. Uh, fine. She turns back to Fenwin. And he was fine when I left last night. He seemed tired, but he was conscious. Because Hepa doesn't know anything about the pollen. Yeah. Yeah. So, So Fenwin turns to you, Hepa, and says, are you able to access the life force today. Can you make brambles perform for you as normal? I guess I try. Okay. Make a, a basic bramble roll. I believe one purple is sufficient for just uh, seeing if you can make some yeah, branches. Yeah, just like a utility thing or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. It's like, can I shake that bush? I even got an advantage. <laughs> like, excellent time to succeed the spell check. Yeah. <laughs> this little branch. She, she does and she just like looks like... Yeah. Yes. Okay. So then Beowen decrees that it is all right for you to approach Kachin. And Fenowen, like, has to accept that. Do, does anybody know what happened? And I'll, as I go okay. over there. 
So you address the the courtyard at large. How long has he been unconscious? <laughs> Basically, I'm like, whatever medical information would be. Was Trick. he complaining of tiredness? Trick, do you answer that question when she... Uh, yeah, he had uh, pollen blown in his face that was highly reactive with dapper ink cap, or just makes you sneeze. One of those two things. That is Trick's description, and Fenwin's description is different, of course, but... Uh... Her screening of whether it was safe for the screening. Highlights the imbalance in energies. And that's what caused him to be, un- knocked him unconscious. Sometimes humans take elixirs for trauma. In humans, it's a medicine in a mild form. I understand your concern. That's like a completely new idea to Fenowin. Well, it wouldn't be for elves. Mm-hmm. Um, you may make a medicine check yeah. and catch inside. This is going to be like a diagnosis check. So it's just going to be one purple, and this is just you assessing his condition. Yeah. I'm like, this is perfect now. I mean, what have you <laughs> done to our friend? Like, hold on, I'm going to check uh, all these other things on him. Oh, you've never had an unconscious catching. Still has teeth. Excellent. So success and two advantages. He's definitely unconscious. He uh-huh. also definitely has a face full of pollen-y stuff. How is he otherwise, health-wise? He is malnourished, as usual. Of course, okay. Um, I mean, you're not, like, stripping him down and looking for new injuries. But two, I can look with two advantages. Maybe I can just assess that he's also malnourished and could probably yes. use some rest. I would say he doesn't look like he's actively suffering from injuries. Like, you know, I'm sure, like, the, the stab wound in his side that you treated, like, it's been months. Like, that's healed up. Yeah. But he, he probably looks like, more restful right now than you've ever seen him before. Because when you observed him previously, it was during his troubled sleep. Right. Whereas here, he is unconscious. Right. And I will tell you, he is comatose. You have succeeded that check. Okay. He is not just, oh, I've passed out. Oh, so this is really bad. It's not just like, oh, he can sleep this off. Right. (sighs) This is a bad medical situation. And it is also a cliffhanger. Yeah, because the first thing I was thinking was like, I don't know if healing on Dapper Ink Cap is like. Sounds like a good time for your apothecary kit. Or my map. So we're going to end there unless you guys okay. have any magical heroic abilities you wish to deploy. Rope in and like, Fedowin, you're going to fix this. You owe me. <laughs> I gave you that idea and I regret it. <laughs> I, I, so I will spend it like that, but not. With those words, I'll say, like, Fenowin, you, you, it was a good idea. Clearly this needs some work. Can you help us okay. undo this? So, like, cooperating with Hepa's yes. medical work. Yes. Then you get to learn more about how effective it is, too. Okay. Very effective, apparently. But All right. That's a good use of your... Yeah, I mean, you we need to a favor. dial down the dosage. This was a little more than you needed to do. I mean, it worked. Oh, it worked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much time you have to spend collecting the pollen. He just needs less pollen to be able to, you know, chill out. I don't know if I can do I mean, I have a map for it, but... There I, are no longer any story points. I'm sorry. And it doesn't matter. Problem solved. I'll have it next time, too. <laughs> we'll still have the conundrum. All right, so we will stop there. We will give you guys 10 XP for today. After that despair, and now she's like, he's not into anything like that. Now she thinks he's taking the dapper ink cap because of trauma, like Martinek. Mm-hmm. Like, what has he been through? Oh, no. That's fair. All right, now but Mother knows how to fix these things. 
all right, mom, can you just do like a major mental overhaul of this friend? I'm not sure what trauma he needs to forget, but... Definitely trauma. Well, we can ask him if we can wake him up. Yeah, he might be a little upset when he wakes up. Poor catch. On the other hand, maybe this happens all the time. This does happen all the time to him. Pollen. Every time he visits elves. No, every Pollen time he goes somewhere civilized, something bad happens to him. Yeah, that's probably fair. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Wesna by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0 part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.